Next on BYU Sports Nation, margin of victory. How much does it matter and which BYU team should win by the most this weekend? Head football coach Bronco Mendenhall joins us in studio. When does he hope to get an answer about Taysom Hill's future? Plus, former BYU basketball standout Anson Winder joins us where he thinks BYU will improve the most in tonight's game. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerry BYU Sports Nation live on a Friday in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm just glad that Jerem Jordan did not start this Friday show the way he did last Friday show. Too late. The Arsenio Hall fist pump, arm pump is back. No, it, that's more like like this. Yeah, what you know, is yours? Like, How like do you qualify on? yours? Kinda, mine's like a 45-degree crazy angle. I'm like a submarining pitcher, middle reliever, like twist at the elbow. We can all do it. I feel like Look, you're going to punch me in the face I, with that. That's the intent. It really is. Spastic arm. I hope that the BYU uh, Rock does that one time. I want to see the whole rock just going boom, 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 just twisting. Like you lean over, like you're gonna get in. I love well, it. Well, I mean, <laughs> some people are gonna get punched in the face if the rock all do that simultaneously. If I punch you, I, I was told that I would then get punched in the face, so it'd be fair. Friday, November twentieth, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the aforementioned, and let me read what exactly what he typed in the script for me here today. The most handsome co-host on the show, Jerem Jordan. There's no evidence that I wrote that. Mm-hmm. You read it. I did read it. And I'm Ron Burgundy? J.S. Who put a question mark in the prompter? <laughs> Who put an upside-down question mark in the prompter? <laughs> Is international in there? Okay, so I got some love from uh, the BYU quarterback last night for my choice of outfit at the women's volleyball match. Hey, people love it because you're a good-looking dude, man. Oh, please. At Tanner you're Mangan. You're the second most handsome. Exactly. On the set, but you're a good-looking dude. He tweets it, this in to me. Spencer Linton wins the award for best shirt and tie combinations, always looking sharp. Yeah. Thank you, Tanner. Yeah. I appreciate that. Is that validating? Well, yeah. Is what's one of your what's funny is I, I revealed something. I had, I had a big reveal to him after the volleyball match ended because that shirt that I was wearing last night, it's like an aqua blue. It has short sleeves. I call it my Dwight Schrute shirt. We bought it on accident. Oh, wow. <laughs> How do you buy something on well, accident? Well, my wife bought it, and then we opened it, and she's like, oh, my goodness. It has short sleeves. And I'm like, which we're keeping it. Which doesn't typically work with a suit, but it did. We're keeping I guess. it. Yeah, it's just so loud that nobody's looking at the cuffs. Yes. So you go with it. Anyway. Yeah, and you normally have French cuffs, so that's interesting. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> the James Bond situation where. Oh, yeah. Jump off of a train and. You just, <laughs> fix your cuff yeah, links. Yeah. Fix your bow tie. I'll never know what that's like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't teach in the uh, humanities. But you are the most handsome co host on BYU Sports Nation. Yes. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football's final home game tomorrow at 3 Eastern, live on BYU TV against Fresno State. Watch Countdown to kick off live at 2 Eastern. As the seniors are honored in the pregame show, there's only one place to see that. It's during Countdown to kickoff. Men's basketball is back in action against Adam State. At 9 Eastern tonight, it's a battle between Key and Peele's East-West All-Stars Dan Smith and Sequester Grundleplith MD. <laughs> 
Also, Cooper Ainge has decided to focus on academics. He was a walk-on. He left the team. And Alan Hampson will redshirt this season. 12th-ranked BYU women's volleyball beat Santa Clara in four sets last night, led by Alexa Gray's new career-high 31 kills. She's also the all-time kills leader at BYU. Unbelievable numbers for Alexa. Yeah, the last three matches in eight days for her have been unbelievable. Best week ever. She's pacing towards first-team All-American. She was the second-team All-American. She's pacing towards that. She'll be the West Coast Conference Player of the Year back-to-back years. You have to consider her her as one of the best players in BYU women's volleyball history now. She's been fantastic. Uh, 13th-ranked women's soccer lost 2-1 at Stanford in the NCAA tournament second round last night in Palo Alto. The Cougars finished the season 16-2-2 West Coast Conference champs for the fourth year in a row. That's ties a record in the conference and winners in the NCAA tournament. Congratulations to the ladies on a fantastic year. And that draw stunk. It yeah. was supposed to be more of a Sweet 16 Elite 8 type of matchup. BYU got hosed because, as we mentioned, location and teams in a region uh, are more likely to kind of get good pairings that way. That's, it's not that's like my the issue men's with basketball it. tournament where, hey, you'll just travel. It's, well, financially we have to figure this out. BYU and Stanford should not have faced each other until at least the Sweet 16. Yeah. Uh, that's my issue with it. Good the, game, good matchup. BYU, BYU fought hard, almost got it. Just not in the second round. Yeah. And lastly, Jimmer Fredette was waived by the New Orleans Pelicans yesterday. So oh. his by the Pels. strange NBA career takes another twist. So now what happens? He's with the West, Westchester Knicks of the Development League. And Which is the an- Knicks minor league basketball team. Yeah, and if, the, if another NBA team wants him, he can leave and go to that team and play. So we'll see. <sighs> Will he ever get a shot? He's Both had on four the floor years and in shots. the NBA again. I know. Something to think about. Also, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Margin of victory. Like it or not, how much you win by in our social media saturated world matters. A route, a blowout. Win going away, it's all about style points. And frankly speaking, Jerem, BYU football and BYU basketball could use some style points given what happened after dis- in disappointing losses on Saturday and Monday, respectively. Both are heavy favorites tonight. BYU Hoops hosting Division II Adams State and BYU football hosting 3-7 and seven Fresno State. That brings us to a very early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. BYU is a 26-point favorite against Fresno State tomorrow. 26 points. There's no line on BYU Adams State. 26-point favorite. I'll go 27-plus then. <laughs> on both. <laughs> on both? On both. That's my answer. See, and I'm not that... There's no guffaw moment for me there. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. Which BYU team should win by more this weekend? Hoops or football? I'll go basketball on that. Fresno State greater than Adams State. Okay. Which team do you want to win by more? I know that you said basketball should. Correct. Which team do you want to win by more? What is both, Alex? Do I want to win by more? Probably football because there's only 12 games. Football plays 31. Or basketball plays 31. So football wins by 27 and that basketball nice. wins by 25. You're... BYU football really needs a validating – I mean, you can't make up for anything that's happened last week from Missouri, but if you can win by 27-plus or 30 or something, you feel, okay, confident, excited going into Romney uh, – sorry, going into Maverick Stadium in Logan next week. Basketball, they're going to crush it. They're, gonna, they're really good at home. I bet you Chase Fisher and Nick Emery have really good nights, and they bounce back. I bet you BYU didn't turn it over 
24 times today. You know, BYU will play better, uh, partly because, one, it's the next game they'll learn, but two, it's at home, and three, it's Adam State. It just looks good on the ticker when you see, for example, BYU football, 56-10 to 10 over Fresno State. That, those numbers their... just jump off the page like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. This will okay. be their biggest win minus the Wagner game. Biggest non-Wagner win, in my opinion, will be tomorrow. And it should be, given the opponent. Right now, what's the most lopsided game BYU has had in Division One against Division One foes, anyway, this season? Is it Cincinnati by 14? I think so. Wow, is it Cincinnati by 14? I'll look it up as we talk about it. This is Division One opponent, so Wagner is okay, taken out. Okay, 5-11. Uh, don't forget, 17 against Connecticut. Oh, 17, 17 against, against Connecticut. Connecticut. That's okay. it. Yep. yep. So BYU still doesn't have like that Blowout victory against a Division One opponent this season. Interesting. Fresno State could provide that opportunity, and I think should provide that opportunity. I would love to see something like, like I mentioned, a fifty-six to ten score in favor of BYU football. And that, is that asking too much? I don't think so. I think that this BYU team is a good team. They're we, capable of that. We thought that if BYU beat Missouri, they'd be a ranked team this week. So if Fresno State comes into your house, you should. Be able to put it on. The, uh, the Bulldogs have struggled. I know they won last week against Hawaii. Zach Greenlee threw six touchdown passes. I don't think that that translates against a BYU team because Hawaii already fired former longtime BYU offense coordinator Norm Chow. Now I can hear all a bunch of people saying, now stop, just win. You guys said the same thing about San Jose State. Respect the opponent. I don't have a game plan that I'm getting ready. I'm just a media member watching from the outside. I can say whatever I want. It doesn't matter. Superstition? We have nothing to do with superstition and opponents. I love when that comes up. We have nothing to do with the result. We're just talking about what we think will happen. I'm going to go ahead and check this score right now just so I can make sure that I get it right. But I believe that this same Fresno State team lost to one San Jose State by 26. And, yes, that is confirmed. San Jose State beat Fresno State by 26. So 27 plus 26 is the line. <laughs> 26. So is it too much to ask BYU to blow out Fresno State? I think they need to, and it's senior day. You'd think in the second half, if BYU's up big, they want to get all those seniors in. Uh, I'm not going to reveal your bold prediction, but it's very interesting related to seniors uh, and touchdowns tomorrow. You can watch that on Countdown to Kickoff, 2 Eastern time. Ooh, nice tease right there. Was it? It was all right. Let's give some due credit to what basketball faces tonight because chronologically they have the first game against Adam State. It is a Division II opponent. So at first glance you might think, well, BYU is playing a Division II foe. That's a lower division, so they should win by like 50. It should be more than football. Now, Adam State recently played a road game against an in-state opponent in Utah, Utah State in Logan, and the Grizzlies lost by 15. They're a middle-of-the-pack, decent Division II basketball team. Rocky Mountain Conference, right? Rocky Mountain Athletic the Conference. RMAC. BYU played in that in the like 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. and 40s or something? The old RMAC. Oh, there's a lot of history there. Still around. No, there's not. So Adam State comes into the Marriott Center, and BYU, think about the exhibition games they had. Alaska Fairbanks, I think that was a 15-point win. So which team should win by more points? Yeah. W- basketball should win by more points. I think basketball is more suited to put up points. Basketball is a top 15 offense the last couple of years, right? Football at home. I, I don't know. Isn't it weird? I hope neither of these games better be close, by the way. If, if BYU That's plays, the bottom line. If BYU plays a close game with Fresno State, there's some concern there. You can't, you can't play multiple lower-level Mountain West teams and play close games. If you want to be the team in the program that you 
are trying to be, which is a ranked or right there uh, relevant team. You can't play. You can't play close games with these teams. BYU against Adams State live on BYU TV tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Cougars coming off a one-point loss at Long Beach State, returning home. A chance to vent some of that frustration. Now, the one thing I can guarantee you about this basketball team that all coaches, players, and fans will want to see differently from the Long Beach State contest is BYU turning the ball over less. Blaine Fowler spoke about that on this program earlier this week. They have got to clean up the turnover issue because it wasn't just last night. They were too loose with the ball in the UVU game as well. And I thought, ah, maybe this is just this is an aberration. Well, not two games in a row, it's not an aberration. they got to figure out a way. It was ugly on Monday night. They're averaging 21 turnovers a game. I know, I know it's early through two, but you can't have 21. Come on. So that means, yeah, they had, what, 18 against Utah Valley? Come on. Well, I think BYU averaged 12 or 13 turnovers 12, per game last, last year. year. Yeah, so they took really good care of the ball. How much of that is trying to figure out new lineups and chemistry and all that stuff? I mean, certainly that factors in, but BYU trying to take better care of the ball, and Blaine's absolutely right. That's where it needs to start. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. Which BYU team should win by more points this weekend? Hoops or football? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Mad Cougar 86. Hoops by a mile. Emery will shoot lights out and Big KD is angry. Use the hashtag BYUSN. You edited that because yes, it's I BYU did. TV. <laughs> <laughs> he is angry. At GK Thurston. Hoops, Fresno's probs a little better than Wagner. They're way better than Wagner. Yes. I don't know how much. So BYU won't <laughs> win by close. 24. Greater than 24. Basketball can easily win by 30 plus for Adam State. I fear that we put too much pressure on these two teams to just blow out. They sh- what, what's a blowout? I don't know what. Defines a blowout. 17 plus? I don't know. You said 27 plus, which I think is accurate. That would define I'm, a blowout. In my opinion, with <laughs> these fo- opponents. In football, that's a lot of points. That would define a blowout in my mind. Up next, former BYU basketball star Anson Winder. Where does he think the Cougars need to get better in tonight's game? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU television. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Spencer, what channel is the Fresno State BYU football game on? It's uh, on BYU TV tomorrow. And you can watch the pregame show, Ken, and the kickoff live at 2 Eastern, followed by the live game on BYU TV. Also simulcast on the Watch ESPN app and ESPN3. At 3 Eastern time tomorrow. We can also thank BYU TV for that amazing 1 o'clock Mountain Time kickoff. They're not in the afternoons Yes, anymore. they are. That guy's happy. And next week's game is at 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain on CBS Sports Network. So find the neighbor that has that channel. I love it. Basketball game tonight live at 9 p.m. Eastern from the Marriott Center. Our Twitter question today, which BYU team should win by more this weekend? Hoops against Adam State or football Against Fresno State, at I Do Rock the Y says, don't threaten the karma by saying you have nothing to do with the outcome. That's directed at you, Jerem. And therein lies the trick. Hashtag respect the karma. Hashtag Devon for three touchdowns. Three? Let's not get greedy, people. Just get him one. Get him one. Okay, do we affect the outcome with the karma? We would like to think that those players affect the outcome via the karma, right? But if I say something, oh, it's superstitious. Superstition never won or lost a football game, okay? Or basketball game. Now, a coach brought Walk up... Walk on that third base line. A, I don't care. A coach brought up something interesting to me the other day. 
he or she, I won't be specific, said, now there's the psychology behind the karma. A player might actually take that and be like, oh, it's all good. I've, I've got the karma, so I'm going to have a good game tonight. Absolutely. No, it's a confidence boost. Yeah. A man that we gave the BYU Sports Nation karma to on more than a few occasions, Anson Winder, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, putting on his analyst cap as we break down BYU basketball. Anson, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back, guys. It's been a while. It's good what, to hear from you. Yeah. What is life like after basketball? Um, a lot more boring. You know, <laughs> this is that time of year where basketball is picking up again. The NBA is going, college basketball is starting, and I've put on my spectator hat, which I hadn't done in forever. So, I mean, it's a lot more boring. I'm just trying to stay busy and, and watch as many basketball games as I can. Remind us what, uh, what you're doing with a master's degree at BYU still? Um, I'm finishing up my MPA, so I should be done in a little less than a year. Um, I'm excited for that. That's kind of that's definitely helping me stay busy. Um, it's a lot on the plate, but I'm, it's exciting. I'm, I'm ready to get it over with and and move on to whatever's next in, in my stage of, in my life. You're ready to make money, is what's going to happen, right? Yeah, you know, I I hear you guys are making big bucks, so I'm just trying to be like you guys, you know. <laughs> We're flipping dollar <laughs> bills in Studio B right now. I'm driving up to Jetta, so what up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I know this is a tough question to answer, but I, I'm interested about what it's like mm-hmm. to now be a post-BYU player and, and what you miss most about the team aspect. Um, it's definitely tough because you, you, you come to BYU and you're automatically in this realm and almost like fraternity and group of, of, of guys that are awesome guys, and, and you never think it's going to end. Um, so that definitely was tough, and I, I think I just missed the whole – the camaraderie that I had with the guys, um, having 12 other brothers on the team that you could talk to about anything that you guys can laugh at the same jokes and you're constantly with each other. You take those relationships for granted. And that's, I think that's one thing that I probably miss most is just having that, that group of guys to, to be with every day. Um, but it's exciting to see them, you know, build that chemistry and relationships out on the floor and, and off the court as well. And I think it approved to, to be successful for them in the future. What do you think of BYU hoops so far through two games? Um, it's it's a different look. I think you you watch our teams these past couple of years, and you see how guard oriented we were, and and to to see us play through posts more, and 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 make plays, still playing at the same fast pace, but to use our posts is it's exciting to see. And I think that's what Coach Rose wanted to get back to, um, having shine away from that the last couple of years. Anson Winder with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you watch a game like BYU played late on Monday night against Long Beach State, a game on paper that the Cougars were favored to win, they probably feel like they absolutely should have won mentally, but they didn't. It's a one-point loss. What is the toughest part of dropping a game like that as a player? Well, it's tough because, yes, on paper you look at it and you say statistically BYU should should beat them. And, you know, when the ball's tipped, you, it doesn't matter. All the stats go out the window and guys who – haven't scored all year all of a sudden have the games of their lives and 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 in instances like that so it, it is tough but i think regrouping is is just learning lessons for everyone um you know young guys are gonna have to make plays um in the future and, and hopefully you can just chop this up as a learning experience and it's an early early season loss that we can hopefully bounce back from and improve defense later on and that happened the last couple of years. There were those midseason slumps where BYU would go on the road to California, northern or southern, and there would be you know a loss or two that you couldn't really explain. Long Beach State 
seems to fit that mold. So give us an idea of what you guys did to kind of turn it around and what maybe Dave Rose specifically is, uh, what the conversation's like related to maybe free throws or turnovers after the Long Beach State game. Um, it's definitely back to basics. You go back and, and we rehash you know, what made us, what makes us the team we are, what makes Coach Rose um, have success with all of his teams is um, there's something that you have to revisit. Um, I think it's a re-education that we would constantly have to go through to get back on track. And, and the next game is always the, the, the biggest game of the year, the biggest game of the season, and he made sure to, to stress that with us. So I, I think it's just a rehash of, of what got us to that point and, and why we've had success before. Um, I think you would you address the turnovers and the you know and the misfree though. It was just uh, experience. I think you start the game and you see three of your most experienced guys get into foul trouble, and um, it, it, you expect you have to expect your younger guys to make plays at an earlier earlier instance than you would you would like to. Um, it, again, you you see this all the time where young guys need to step up and make plays, and you have your experienced guys get in foul trouble, and, and it hurts, but. It just re- it's a reason for someone else to step up. I know it's early, and it goes against my mentality to knee-jerk react to anything that happens you know, in the first few games of the season, but the early trend of turnovers and missed free throws has some fans' concern. So how concerned are you, and do you think that fans and players and coaches should be about the turnover and free throw issues that BYU basketball have kind of struggled with early in the season? Um, I don't think it's anything to stress about. We've you know, the last four years I've been there, we've had those same issues to start the year, and it's just the pregame jitters and the and, and just getting used to the flow of the game. And guys who've never played college basketball all of a sudden getting major minutes, and you have your point guard who gets in foul trouble early, and and your shooting guard gets in foul trouble early as well. So those are guys who are mainly doing most of the handling of the ball who aren't even out on the floor. So of course you're gonna have to deal with those those bumps and bruises of of having young guys make plays and, and and have to lead a team without their actual senior leaders out there. So I don't think it's anything to really stress about. Um, as the games go on, you'll see guys get more comfortable and, and feel more at home. And to, uh, this is a game that everyone out there knows. They know how to play. They've had success in high school or else they wouldn't be at BYU. And, and they definitely know how to play the game. So I think it's just getting, adjusting to college basketball. And, and it'll take it you know a week at a time, a day at a time, and a game at a time for, for them to feel, finally feel comfortable. But it'll come. Yeah, how quickly should we expect uh, newcomers that are younger, uh, like Nick Emery and company, uh, to really make a difference for BYU? Should there be a situation like you pointed out where, hey, a couple of your veterans, uh, you know, Fisher and Collinsworth and Davis, get in foul trouble and they need the lead? Well, that, I mean, I guess long ago, that was definitely an eye-opener. And guys will take away from that, hey, I have to be ready to step up, um, regardless of who we play or, or the situation, because you never know when, you know, injuries happen, foul trouble happens, and you have to just be ready when your number is called to hopefully step in and make a play or two to, to help contribute to a win. Um, I think we can see changes as soon as today. I mean, Coach is going to hash and rehash the fact that everyone needs to make plays. I think he said that after the game, that you know, not enough guys made plays to win. And, you know, as, as bad as we may have played, you still want to lose by one point. So it just goes to show that, there is room for improvement, there's room for growth, and, and there's still a ton of success that could be had this year. BYU Adam State tonight live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain. We're talking with former BYU basketball standout Anson Winder right now. Where do you think we will see the most improvement from this BYU team tonight as compared to what happened against Long Beach State? Um, I think you'll definitely see 
a score and the numbers we usually score in. Um, we didn't get to the 70, 80 mark that we, we usually like to get to. Um, and that comes from not having your leading scores out there long enough to, to make those big plays. And uh, I think you'll definitely see us get back to basics as far as scoring in transition and, and, and playing through the post. Um, we saw huge strides from Kyle Davis and Corbin these last couple of weeks. And, and I think we'll see them t- get more touches and score more around the rim as well as, to go along with Jason Kyle and the rest of the guards making plays on the, on the perimeter. There's been a lot of discussion, Anson, about this question, and this will be interesting because you were on the team last year and now are not. A lot of people think, oh, the overall talent of the team has uh, improved, therefore it will be better. I am of that opinion. Yet you were on that team last year, so it almost feels disrespectful to the guys that were on that team. But <laughs> what do you think of that? Is this team uh, going to be better this season than last year's team? Um, it's, it's different teams, and only time will tell. I think you saw what made us successful last year, and we had some games, of course, that we should have won that we didn't, and we had losses or you know games slip away from us that we definitely should have won. Um, and it clearly, you don't know how basketball is going to play out. Um, who's to say this team was better than last year? We don't really know. I guess we'll have to decide in, in March who's that better team. And it's exciting to see, though. I think there's um, strides that can be made, and and there's still a lot of success that can be had this year. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. It's, it's hard to. to does that now of just the two games that we've seen. Anson Winder with us on BYU Sports Nation. Speaking of March, the last two teams that you played on were a 10 seed in 2013-14 and last year an 11 seed playing in Dayton against Mississippi in the 2014-2015 season. So, Anson, true or false, BYU will be a single-digit seed, meaning nine or lower in the NCAA tournament this year. I'm definitely going with true. They will be a, a single-digit seed this year. I feel like coming. Why do you think that they will be a single-digit seed? Um, because we'll, you know, we take these licks earlier on in the year. Um, if Long Beach is the worst that we play, and we can learn from those that experience, then I think it'll prove to really help us in March. Um, our schedule is is still set for us to to make a ton of noise. Um, I think going to Hawaii will help a ton. Playing Utah and then having a strong uh, conference schedule and, and get some wins on our belt against Gonzaga and St. Mary's, you know, the, the top teams will definitely help us in March. So I, I can see us having success um, throughout the course of the year and, and getting a single visit seed uh, come March. So where do you see BYU right now needing the most improvement to get to a single-digit seed type of uh, team at the end of the season? Um, I think the, it's not so much of an improvement. I think it's just more of confidence. Um, basketball is a game of confidence. You're, the more confident you play, um, the better your game is going to be. I don't think it's the fact that we need to fix anything. We have all the pieces right there. You can see we have the size, we have the guard play, we have the experience to, to be successful now. It's just having guys step up and be confident and making plays, and that'll that'll prove to, to help us win basketball games throughout the course of the year. Anson Winder with us on BYU Sports Nation. Anytime you want to watch some hoops with Jaron and my or Jaron and myself, Who? Anson, Jaron, Jaron, or Jerome, or Jaron. Jerome, I like Jerome. Okay, let's go with that. Who's Jaron? You you feel free to come by and, and watch some hoops. I, I want to know what what it's like to watch with a former basketball player <laughs> as you put I don't on that. Know if you guys kit. want to watch with me? I'm still bouncing around and yelling and screaming at the TV and getting yelling angry and like I'm not there. So you, you guys may get annoyed. We'll fit in. We'll fit in if you're yelling and screaming. You'll especially fit in with Jerome and Jaron. Jerome and 
Sure, and that guy's a piece of work. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he's an animal. And it's great to have you on the show, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, guys. It's good to hear from you. Anson Winder on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. So I asked him, you know, do you think the team would be better? He's like, oh, I don't know. And then he said, will they be a single digit seed? And he said, yes. So he thinks that they will be better based on the answer to your question. Based on the seed that they get in the NCAA tournament, absolutely. And to me, that's a pretty, def- you know, defining thing. If the, if the selection committee says you're a nine seed, that is better than a 10 or an 11. Yes. Yes, there's, fact. there's Dwight a, Schrute says fact. There's a no doubt element to being a single digit seed. It means like you're in. Yeah, like, there's have, no question. You're in. I mean, and you can evaluate several things: uh, wins, uh, place in the conference, wins against Gonzaga, top 50. All of that goes in. Up next, we announce our latest Twitter contest winner, and it's chasing heaps. You know you want it. This is the OA Sports Nation with Spencer and Jaron. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on a Friday in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball takes on Adam State. That is Dan Smith against Sequester Grundlepliff, MD, tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Check it out. It's good to be back with you, Jaren. Thanks, Spender. <laughs> we're going back to that. Apparently, we're... Making money. Now, in the, in the very early stages of this show, you, on back-to-back days, accidentally called me Spender. Yeah. And so... Spender! Then I started to call you Jerome, but now I just accidentally called you Jaron. Well, one so, Broncos Mendenhall's uh, yeah, exactly. called me that as well. Yes. Who's coming up on the show, by the way. Don't go anywhere. The head ball coach going to join us in Studio B. There's someone right now that was about to leave to go to the grocery store. They're like, oh, I'll say Broncos going to come on. Yes. That's the point of that tease right there. That's for why you. we do that. You right now, holding the knife in the kitchen. Let the people know what's on the way, and it is Bronco Mendenhall. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines as well. BYU football, coached by Bronco. In, they, in a final home game tomorrow, 3 Eastern on BYU TV against the Bulldogs of Fresno State. You can watch Countdown to kickoff live at 2 Eastern as the seniors are honored. And then you can watch the game on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Lauren Frank, I'm on the call. Men's Hoops, as mentioned, Adam State tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Also, Cooper Ainge left the team. He's going to focus on academics. He was a walk-on. Uh, of course, Danny's son. And then Alan Hampson, uh, brother of Jen, will redshirt this season for the Cougars. He's seven foot two. You can't teach you seven can't foot teach two. You, no, you can't. You cannot teach it. And that guy, from what I've seen, has better touch than I thought he would have as a seven two nice guy. Jumper. 12th-ranked BYU women's volleyball beat Santa Clara in four sets, led by Alexa Gray's new career high a week after she set a career high. Wow. She had 31 kills last night and nine digs. And 13th-ranked women's soccer lost 2-1 at Stanford in the NCAA tournament second round last night in Palo Alto. The Cougars finished the season 16-2-2, West Coast Conference champs for the fourth year in a row and winners in the NCAA tournament. Jimmer Fredette was waived by the New Orleans Pelicans yesterday. We will let you know when the next development, advancement happens in his professional basketball career. It is time, Jerem, that we announce the winner of our latest Twitter contest. The game day sign contest. Okay, so we had a bunch of uh, submissions. We appreciate that. We asked you to create a sign that includes a BYU Sports Nation reference and send us a picture of, of you with the sign at a BYU basketball game. And you did. So congratulations to Randy Shamo, a.k.a. at Shamo Says, yeah. whose sign has won him a BYU Sports Nation game day experience, including watching BYU Sports Nation live, going to lunch with Spencer and I, 
He said on his sign, BYU looks hashtag elite to us. And that giant blue goggles. <laughs> There's another sign. Through these, we see the Cougar. I can't really read it. But we, through these, we see the Cougars cutting down the nets in Indy. In Indy. That was, that's a Final, Final Four, they four reference. They are ginormous yeah. blue goggles. That's fantastic. So uh, kudos for the use of the blue goggles. They have now won. Uh, you know, the contest, fantastic stuff. We appreciate everyone's submission. We'll let you know in the next while, whatever the new contest is uh, around the bend. Come and hang out, man. I hope that you like the prize as much as you are get, as excited about it right now after you have. <laughs> who, who gets to pick lunch? That's the real and, – and what level of lunch are we going to? Yeah, Shamo says, we're inviting you to come take us to lunch. Are you paying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we oh, wait, uh, we're supposed to pay. Apparently, oh. we make money. Uh, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm very happy with my life, but I don't know where we're going to lunch. That's a question I do have <laughs> about that. Like, is it Ruth's Chris? Is it Tacanos? Is it Del Taco? Is it Zupas? Did all, I just give... all the brass on the third floor are They're laughing like, out loud? They're right like, now. stop giving free advertisements. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll going, I, I've got this from upstairs. We're oh, going someplace my. with a dollar menu. Okay, so we have just someplace with just a dollar menu. That we are going somewhere oh. with a dollar menu. <laughs> I'm so excited. At Shamo says now has just pulled out. He's like, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm good. Done. I'm out. I'm good. No, just thanks for thanks for letting me win. But yeah, JK. Uh, <laughs> it is now time for the countdown that you didn't know you needed, but can't get enough. On his way to breaking BYU freshman passing records, Tanner Mangum is chasing East. Yes. Tanner Mangum is chasing heaps, but only in a few categories. He has passed heaps in touchdowns and passing yards. So where does Mangum need to make his move? Like I mentioned, already plus one in touchdown passes. He needs 18 completions. I think that will happen against Fresno State. He needs 60 attempts. That will happen against Utah State. 558 passing yards. That will happen against Utah State as well. And the wins will happen tomorrow. Okay, well, there you go. Man, this is intense. I know, isn't it? The music it just made makes the football it season so relevant. No, we didn't need this for it to be relevant. Beat Fresno State. Blow Fresno State out. That's this is what I, I want. I want football to win by more points than basketball does. This this week's tough because you won't be happy if it's a close game. At JV Fiso says both teams should come out on fire. I think BYU basketball will win by more points. Make it rain. Basketball fire emoji. <laughs> Up next, the head football coach at BYU makes his long-awaited return to Studio B, Bronco Mendenhall. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And coming up tomorrow, you can watch BYU and Fresno State as Bronco Mendenhall gets on set here. We'll talk to him in a moment in his uh, awesome Letterman's jacket. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, live on BYU TV. 2 p.m. Eastern is countdown to kickoff. You can watch the seniors uh, receive their uh, blankets before the game. Check that out. 2 Eastern time on countdown, countdown to kickoff tomorrow. Bronco, welcome What's back up, to Studio B. Hey. Did you say my jacket was awesome? Yeah, I like your jacket. Appreciate it's that. It's sort of like a Letterman's jacket. What it, it, like, sort of. Do you wear it when you ride on your motorcycle? Is that one uh, of those? I wear it when I show up at, in Studio B. Yeah. yeah it's, it's my Studio, Studio B, B jacket. jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we have decided to spice this interview up. We have some hot tamales for you. 
Hmm. This is in coordination with like our this? senior coordinating producer, Michael Miner. He chipped in on this. And the bag of Snickers. This is to help you get the you team fired moody. up tomorrow. Wh- so we got Snickers. Wh- which which was which <laughs> one was Michael Miner's contribute contribution? Uh, um, do I have to answer that question? Yeah, actually. Uh, it, it, well, put, let's put it this way: If I have to answer your questions, then okay. you have to answer my questions. <laughs> so, so I will gauge my answers based on this answer for okay, this uh, for this segment. Okay, clarity right here, absolute <laughs> transparency. Bronco, I forgot to bring a snack mm. today, so Michael brought both of these. Awesome. Okay. I, I, I suspected. <laughs> I, I suspected. That's just I wanted to make sure that the world knew. I swung and, and you missed. know I didn't bring anything. <laughs> that, well, that, yeah, that's why I was talking <laughs> over you. <laughs> Hopefully I can get a pass after all that we've been through in the snack category. With the, uh, with the jalapeno Pringles in the tube, you know, that, that's been a good thing. So <laughs> okay. I, I think that bought you a little, okay. a little leeway. Some leeway? Yeah. Fair enough. Next fair level. enough. Now that we've got that <laughs> out level. of the way. Yeah. Jason Beck said something really funny on the show on Wednesday. We asked him, do you know where your senior blanket is? And he's like, uh, I don't think that I do. <laughs> but he's probably going to look for it right now, and he's going to get after me for bringing this up. <laughs> and, I, and then we said, well, do you use it? And he said, well, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of small. So is it time to upgrade the senior blanket to make it bigger? That, that's the first bit of feedback I've gotten about the blanket, so <laughs> that, that's helpful. I'm going to look into that now it, because what good's a blanket if – you can't like wrap in it and snuggle in, and you just say it's it's for your posterity, it's for your kids. And these are for football players, so you'd think <laughs> rather than a little snuggy, it ought to be like a big a big macker, you know. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow should be a lot of fun. Uh, final mm. home game, your chance to go undefeated, honor the seniors. Is it a more emotional game for you, or do you try and put that aside because you have a game to play? Yeah, it, it's not until afterwards, um, and then there's a moment, and usually. Regardless of the outcome, win or loss, there's emotion. Um, but when when you start thinking then about the seniors and you start, I start seeing their impact, and it kind of settling in. That's that's when it usually kind of hits me, and so that's usually post game because yeah, before it's you're, we're still playing a game, and it's uh, it's hard to even consider what else at that point. Eighteen it's, seniors, and is that why you do it pregame? Um, there's really no good time to do it. The, the, the best chance to really honor our seniors is at the banquet, and that's usually in the mm-hmm. springtime. Yeah. And that's a very intimate setting, private setting. We have more time, and we're able to say and, and do what we really want. And this is a public It's more symbolic, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and which is great gotcha. because we, we do, and I do appreciate all the seniors have done. Our team wants to do the same thing, show acknowledgement. Um, it's great for the families to, to have a moment also being acknowledged. But but really, the the most um, meaningful and and well designed time is at our banquet. Eighteen seniors, as I just mentioned, and I know that you have a unique relationship with each of them, from recruiting to what they did on the field and different emotional things and what goes on in the classroom. I mean, you you have an open door por- uh, policy for your team. So that said, which of these personalities has been the loudest? Maybe literally. Oh, that that's easy, Devon. I mean, that that that's just. In fact, you could give me if you gave me the name of each senior, I could have something right away that is is meaningful. And um, most of the things aren't on the field. Um, they're somehow, some way related to either recruiting, conversational interactions that have been in my office, either happy or not so happy times. And um, that's really what I remember. Uh, when I was talking with Jan Jorgensen and Vince and Shane Hunter, and they're all graduate assistants and played for me, and I don't remember what years they played and what games we won, but I remember specific interactions, and which is a pretty, it's a pretty cool lesson. 
We had our 20-man uh, research staff look this up. Uh, Devon Blackman has the second most <laughs> catches of any BYU player that doesn't have a touchdown catch hmm. to uh, Nate Mickle. So there's that. So in this game... Re- regarding Nate Mickle, he yeah. is one I remember a play against Wyoming kickoff return where yeah. I think oh, he scores. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been a yeah. touchdown. It should have been a touchdown. So of all the plays, I remember that about now, Nate. Now, that would, not have, that would not have been a receiving touchdown. That's yeah. specifically yeah, what I'm talking He scored a rushing touchdown, yeah. by the way. But... If is there a game plan to get Devon Blackman a touchdown? <laughs> Not specifically, no. 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 Okay. Yeah. But if he, I'm scores, sure he would want that. Yes. In fact, he might be the one because I've been receiving notes, and uh, he might <laughs> that might be coming from Devon. What do you mean you've been receiving just notes? Just throw Devon the ball in the end zone for like, a touchdown. Like sticky notes on your just door, diff- emails, uh, yeah, cardstock, sticky notes. Um, is it all the same handwriting? Yeah, it, it appears to be. So you know, uh, it, it, I could use your guys' help. I mean. With a play call? No. Should with, we talk to Rob? With actually just tracing to see if it's called. Actually from that? Devon, yeah. Okay. You get, a, you get a PI for that. <laughs> now, serious question as a follow-up. If Devon scores a touchdown and breaks out in some epic dance and gets a penalty, would you be mad? It'll be his last touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot J.J. Luigi against Wyoming in 09. Yeah, did the dance. It could be. He said he had planned it, and I said, you planned on a penalty? And he said, yes. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Okay. That's... <laughs> There's been stranger things happen. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Bronco Mendenhall, the head football coach of BYU with us in Studio B. You look at your starting quarterback tomorrow, Tanner Mangum. This BYU team is 7-3. and three. Taysom Hill goes out in the first game. And, and I asked Jason Beck the same question on Wednesday. You, are we at a point now with how violent and, and just high-paced this game can be that you need two starting quarterbacks to be successful? Uh, I think so. And And – you have to have your backup that is Tanner Mangum quality, which what what you just would prefer is there there isn't a senior to a true freshman. You know, you hope that there's a little bit closer spacing, but really it's becoming challenging. And I think Ohio State is finding that out to keep everyone happy, balance the chemistry of the team. And at some point you have to have an identity. And if there's not enough space between quarterbacks, then um, – they want to run. They run. They want to run their team, and they want to be the starter. And so, um, Tanner is amazing, and it's just worked out for us beautifully this year. Ideally, you'd want maybe a year closer than what Tanner is um, to to your starter, and then just keep that cycle going because, uh, man, very few teams make it through with only one quarterback. Notre Dame has needed that. They yeah. have. Uh, they have a young guy. Baylor has needed that. They yeah. might have their third string. <laughs> you uh, mentioned Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State, of course, the biggest example. And so it, it can be done, and needs to be done. But you just have to manage the unique things that come with that as you uh, maybe stockpile. I'm not sure that's the right word. And your succession planning at quarterback, um, at some point, transfers happen. And we've, we've hit that a couple times. When do you hope to get an answer uh, re- related to Taysom Hill's future? Oh, well, a- after the season, I am not in a hurry. Um, I, Taysom has earned and, and should be given every possibility to just sort through that on his own. And when he knows, then it's okay for me to know and I don't have a timetable. He and I tentatively set up at the end of the season, and that wasn't post-bowl game or pre-bowl game. Um, So I'll touch base with him again after our Utah State game and just kind of see where he is. And But um, I want him to have complete ownership of that and feel good about it. Will Tanner Mangum be involved in that conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I, I uh, mean, once Taysom makes a decision, so yeah, you have so to balance certainly, it. yeah. Once the decision is made, whatever that is, and then based on what it is, that will determine how much Tanner is included mm-hmm. and how we plan that. And there's all different kinds of ways that can go. Um, I think they're all pos- all positive and possible. Um, but man, we 
right now, beating Fresno State tomorrow and and playing really well is look you reel it back in man. is on uh, yeah because the game's tomorrow <laughs> yeah my count oh, yeah, my countenance right. just changed didn't yes. it it was just like yeah game face yeah. that's fair your game yeah. is tomorrow exactly right I was just reminding all of us that the, of that but that's actually happening <laughs> yeah. football will be played at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the final time BYU trying to go undefeated at home yeah. against Fresno State cool. what kind of bearing does that have uh, on each man, season when I was very first named head coach like a million years ago um that was one of the things that had to happen you, you can't have uh chances at 10 win seasons every year which is which is um what less than 10 percent of all college teams do unless you play great at home and so sequentially it was starting with man you have to play well in your own stadium then you have to play well within your own state then certainly you had to play well within your own conference at that time and then that usually got you a chance to be toward 10 wins, which then puts you on the national stage, and then you're in your bowl game. And if you win that and you do those things every year, you become a really, really uh, strong program and very consistent. And so this is that was one of the very first things put in place. What's it been like this season um, to have what you called at the beginning of the show, Inside BYU Football? I wanna, I want, I, I'm tired of other people telling our message. I want to yeah. tell our message. What's it been like to have your message said that way? Yeah, mix, mixed feelings. Um, and, and I'd be able to respond more accurately if I watched it. You know, I, I thought at the beginning of this, because I, one of the things I negotiated, I don't know if I negotiated, um, that was agreed to is I'd watch every show and I'd have the chance to say what goes in and what doesn't go in. I've never seen the show because there's just no time. Um, and so I don't know how it's being told. Um, and I've gotten some data and feedback from ratings and different things and from fans who, who seem to like it, but I don't know how accurate it's, how accurately it's being told, but I know it's, it's almost complete access. Very few times has there not been someone following us around wherever we are. And so I hope it's been insightful. I hope it's an accurate presentation, a representation. Um, and, but it, it is, uh, I can't say that um, it doesn't change people's behavior. You know, the thought was after a couple of weeks it would just go away. And I, I can make it invisible, but I do see a difference in conduct of people when the camera's right there. And and uh, maybe they're trying to be the better version of themselves, so I can't say it's a negative thing. Um, but I think any maybe reality show, I, I would question some of the authenticity um, all the way to its core. It's certainly a, be- a better glimpse, but... Until I watch the show, it's hard for me to say. Spencer's 100% like this when the camera's <laughs> not on, just so you know. But in, in ter- you're, you're one of the only ones. Then. Yeah. In terms of the messaging. <laughs> you know? Yeah. In terms of the messaging, yeah, you would, be, you would be the only one that could say, yeah, that's the 100%. In terms yeah. of what the fan reaction has been, they've loved it. Have because they, really? they, get, they get a C inside BYU football. Bronco it's crowd unique. surfing at Nebraska. Are you kidding oh. me? The so- Taysom Hill shot uh, with Mitch Matthews mm. of... You would have ne- we would have never seen that. Before, so it, it, you know? if if that's the response and and what you guys are saying is 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 accurate, then yeah, I'm for it because um, the the rest most of the interviews I get and this is not just this year but over time, man, it, it's with a specific intent mm-hmm. and a specific storyline to be presented, kind of already determined, and um, and so if that's the case, and and if I have a chance or when I have a chance after the season and I go through it, then. Uh, yeah, I might have suggestions on how to even make it more authentic or or um, more true to what we're we're actually doing um, and why. Maybe the why it needs to come out a little bit more. What have you gotten out of this year's ambitious schedule that uh, you take as a positive? I love I loved it. In fact, I would 
uh, after Missouri, uh, Robert, uh, Coach and I and I were sitting in the airplane together side by side, and, and it was just, we need more of these. And that doesn't mean at home. Just the farther we travel against the better teams, the more we know about what we have to do with our program to keep battling to get on the national stage. And those lessons aren't learned anywhere else. So I, I want the best teams wherever they want to play. And so all it has done is validated. And there is there is the argument um, to schedule down and win every game. And, you know, that's a closer way to get into the Fiesta Bowl than what we're doing. Um, and I'm looking even beyond that. Uh, I want the program to grow and expand and be dominant um, on the biggest stage possible. And and I think the only way you can learn those lessons is uh, is by playing, man, the most fierce competition wherever they'll play you. And so I'm for it. And next year's is more difficult than this year's. Um, and I th- I think, and that's what motivates me. And for the on behalf of the program, it's the right thing to do. And man, if you could have seen the players walk into Arrowhead Stadium, the walk through the day before, um, they want that. They they want those stages against those teams. And and they want the lessons that come either way. They want it at UCLA. Um, we're a few points away from from having a, and I still think we'll have a, a great finish and a strong season, but a couple points away from magical. And but you got to go through those games, and and I want them. Bronco, it's been great to have you again in Studio B. We would like you to sign our oh. new stretch Y flag behind us. No way. One of our Twitter followers at p underscore Norton says, "Don't have him sign it, but not on one of the creases." He's, okay. he's going to so, iron it. He's going to iron it tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So do I do that right now? You, you can do, do that, that during right the commercial yeah. break. Yeah. You can go do that right now. I'm, but, I'm uh, going right now. Always a pleasure. Don't Thanks. forget it's, your candy. Yeah. It's not a question. He's I'm going right. Snickers with Tamale Chaser oh. in terms of order. <laughs> <laughs> Something I never thought I'd hear on these microphones. Right there, oh. Bronco isn't always himself. That's why we have to give him a Snickers. Give it up for Bronco. <laughs> We're back after this. All right. Thanks, guys. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Just finished a really insightful interview with the head football coach, Bronco Mendenhall. Download the podcast on iTunes. And now it's time for our Rise and Shout. Brought to you again by Dexter. Dexter, help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who are we giving it to, Jerem? Alexa Gray. For the third time this week, I don't think we've ever done that. 31 kills. Fantastic match again for Alexa Gray. The all-time, sorry, the rally-era kill leader. The not all time, era, not rally era since okay, 01. Okay, very good. Very good. That's the technical version, right? That's the factual version. Which BYU team should win by more this weekend? Hoops or football? Our elite tweet of the day from at GJ Brown, Utah. Football will exercise its scoring demon with a 50-plus points of fury. That would be awesome. Thanks to Bronco Mendenhall and everyone on our crew. Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in on the conversation. The show on demand. BYUSN.com. Download the podcast again on iTunes for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Bill Rice. We're out.